right, so what happens when you hit this person on the bike? Like, I had the law on my side, because when Johnny Law pulled over, this old white guy got out, uh-huh. and I was leaning on my car, he was like, this your car? And I was like, yeah. And now I'm in a Porsche, so I knew, I'm like, oh, they're going to call the... They're going to call the people. Yes, yeah, because you have to follow the same rules of traffic as a car. She so. was on the sidewalk on the opposite side of the street, jumped in the crosswalk while the numbers were counting down as I was making a left. Oh, so it's her fault. By law, it yeah. was her fault. Uh, but what I experienced then was racism uh, on a whole different level. Because when the cop showed up, an old white guy got out of the car and came up to me. He was like, whose car is this? I was like, it's my car, sir. And he was like, sir, are you Okay. Real calm. Sir, are you okay? I was like, yes, sir. I'm good. And then he went over to the Latinos, and he just started yelling at them. Like, what are you doing riding your bike in a crosswalk? You know how dangerous this is? Is that bike regulation? He's saying that to her friend. The girl in the ambulance, he's trying to write her friends a ticket because they ain't got on helmets or nothing. And I'm sitting back uneasy. I was going to say something to the cop, but I was like, let me see how this play out. And I'm like, damn, this is how white people feel. You know what I mean? the house too cold I like to keep it hot I don't care much for cooking I like to eat a lot scares me when she's driving and that always causes a fight I like to fuck in the morning and I like to fuck at night sometimes it drives me crazy all those things you you're a big fat gentile And you're a dirty Jew <laughs> Sometimes you are wrong Sometimes you're not right I like to eat puss in the morning And I suck dick at night Ralphie, what is your dream car? Oh man, uh, the dream car I've always wanted is a 67 Pontiac GTO convertible I uh, saw one in a parade in Clarksville, Arkansas at the Peach Festival, and up in the back of it was Bill Clinton. Oh, wow. In uh, 1979, and uh, when he was running against Frank White uh, for governor, it was 79 or 80. Maybe it was the spring, I mean, summer of 80, July. And uh, that car was so shiny red, beautiful. And I was just like, wow, holy smokes. And it sounded like a beast. And I was just like, man, that's the sharpest fucking thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. It's perfect. You know, it's big enough for you to get ahead. <laughs> okay, it's fast. It's awesome styling, you know. I've been building this forever in my head. Yeah, I've been hearing about it forever. I'm so. sorry. I know. I asked the question well knowing the answer. Well, when you turned 40, I was trying to get you one, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you yeah. got sick and it kind of ate up. Our, our, our spare money our fun money yeah yeah so i contacted richard rawlings of uh the gas monkey garage from uh discovery channels fast and loud uh-huh wow um like uh, via phone or like email or twitter or what twitter first email direct messages and now uh, Richard wow. called me. And, See, uh, I didn't know this. So you're actually talking to I know, to him because you it. said you don't want to hear about it anymore. No. You just said, go do it. I said, it's your and project. This I is know. your thing. Have fun. Yeah. And that's exactly what I've done. I'm going to build a 67 GTO convertible. And um, we've, uh, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be fun. I'm going to, it's a resto mod. 
Um, for you purists uh, out there, I'm going to take a GTO that was already not numbers uh, uh, perfect. So he's looking for you right now to find this? Yeah, okay. yeah. We want to find a scrap GTO, like a um, one that with uh, that's either been... They have these recovery uh, website where you could get uh, like cars, even classic cars, uh, that have either been like uh, flooded or um, uh, theft uh, recovery or uh, blown up or just. Just basically, you know, you're looking for the shell. Right. Okay. All we need is the sheet metal and the chassis, and and that's it. Um, and so we have to find something that's rust free. That's the hardest thing. And he's looking for you. Is that yeah. what he's doing? Okay, yeah. cool. And um, and then that, then we're gonna take that out and we're gonna put about a seven hundred horsepower engine in it, reinforce the frame, all new electronics, throw it out, put big fifteen sixteen inch uh, brakes on it so it stops on a dime, new air ride system so I can make it lower in the front, like I want it to be kind of a beast. And uh, a little higher in the back, and big tires in the back. Like, see, I think this is every guy's dream is yeah. to be able to do this. Like you know, you see August All playing with his out. cars just as yeah. a kid. You just dream of it. And um, this is this is a boy's dream. This yeah. is this is this is midlife crisis. It's so crazy <laughs> as you you dream about this your whole life and you can't afford it till you're. Till it's almost you can't use it. You know? That's not true. But when you can afford it, it's I sort wish of. My dad had had a midlife crisis like that. Instead of getting divorced, to get a car and leave it to me, man. Oh yeah, then yeah. you would have had it yeah, as a teenager. I had it already. That'd be cool. That'd be uh, fucking badass. Do you feel like you're in a midlife crisis? No, not at oh, all. Oh god, not I hope all. not. But that's what others would say. If you go to this car, you know, no. why did he buy the car? You know. I no. think I think people go, oh well, he can afford it now. What's interesting is the interview we have for you guys today is with a guy named Byron Bowers, and we met him in a park because he's a car enthusiast as well, and we tried to put together a, a little kid model of a car, which he eventually gets done, but um, his favorite car is a Porsche 911. Oh, yeah. Not, man, that, that would be my favorite beeper. Um, <laughs> you know, Jeffrey Ross used to have a Porsche, and, uh, and he had had it for like two years and still hadn't had it serviced. What? Yeah, yeah. And he was out of town, and he goes, hey, can you run my car over? You know, so I went and got his keys, and I go, I got in that Porsche, <laughs> and I was like, Lord Jesus. I it's just, a Porsche this, inside of a Porsche. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> hey, look at this Porsche climbing inside this Porsche. <laughs> okay, I was in there, but barely. It was like a clown car. And... Um, uh, I drove it, got it cleaned. Did he up. think about that at all when he handed you the, uh, that job? No, oh, that's no, so funny. No, Je Jeffrey never thinks that I'm anything different than well, you normal. Aren't. I know, just but big he guy. never thinks that he's, he's one of my friends that never sees weight. You know, he busts my balls about it, but like when he he doesn't even think about that. He didn't think about that until afterwards. You know, when you're when people are around you or anybody for that matter, you generally forget. Yeah, yeah, right. It it's the, the anonymity away. of the shock of it all. You know, the mm -hmm. anonymity and shock of seeing someone that you don't expect to see a shape that you don't expect to see. But when you actually talk to me, you go, oh, okay, he's just regular. Well, I mean, it just fades away. So, yeah, right. Um, I love Porsches. I think they're You always so do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a sexy car. Fucking juice.
What does that have to do with anything? Those poisons. Why do you always go to Jew? Like, why do you no. always you always do that? <laughs> what does one thing have because to do? I'm a, I'm a on, woman, I, I, and Porsches are sexy. What's your I've fucking problem? I've been trying problem? to buy you one forever, and you won't take it. Yeah, because that's real practical. A two seater Porsche with two kids. Who cares? That's a great Don't idea. Have fun. That's a great. I, I have a seven seat car now, so let's just like leave it at that for a little while. Go have fun. Oh, okay. Uh, which kid am I going to take with me today? <laughs> The other one just stays home. What the? I, I want to get you just a gig car. I want you. Yeah, to- that makes a whole lot of sense too. See, that's the Jew. No, that's you practicality. The, a, that's a woman. No, that's ridiculous. A guy would go, yeah, I need a gig no, car. No, I looked at the. I You're looked at the. You're goddamn right. I need a gig when car. When we were looking to get the SUV, I looked at. I thought that Porsche SUV was a lot of fun too. I thought that was cool. The oh, one. Oh yeah. Yeah, you didn't think you could fit in it. I know I can't. Fuck that car. So then why are you talking about getting me my own car if the car that I, I wanted want you wouldn't it. fit? So when you can't fit into a Porsche 911 either, apparently. Exactly. And I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'll so give then it to what, you. So we're right back where we started. It has nothing to do with being I a Jew. I can't wear your fucking Let's shoes, listen but to I'm Byron. too. Shut the fuck up. Let's listen right, to Byron. All right, Jesus. So what's up? You you're talking about hitting somebody with it. What somebody happened? landed on my car as I was making a lift on. Landed uh, on your car. Yeah, Santa Monica uh, bicycle. That's all about freezing. And uh, <laughs> and uh, it was scary. Did uh, they hit you like they were bright? They rode their bike into you, or were yeah, you it like it was like we collided, but they hit my. Um, they were driving at you, and that's what it looked like. Yeah, they hit my side mirror. I was making a left, and they hit my side mirror. This and is in L.A. or in this in L.A. Oh. And uh, I'm in the Porsche, and. Uh, of course, they was gonna sue, or they called an ambulance. He was like, "Stay down." Her friend was like, "Stay down." We calling that. You were driving a Porsche. Yeah. Do you always drive Porsches? No, I would like to. Was it your Porsche? It was mine. That's sweet. Eighty-three nine four four. It's gone now. Rest in peace. Oh, is it from the that or is it? No, nah, it's oh. from uh, a Latino guy who merged. Who's making a? Uh, he just merged into me. He oh. Put his blinker on and merged into me. Your baby got wrecked. It got wrecked. The dent wasn't big, but when you take it to a dealership, the cost goes up. Right. And they had a shady insurance company, but they gave me double what I paid for it. Oh, well, that's good. It's good. But you didn't replace it with a new Porsche? No, because uh, I was I could either get an 83 or upgrade to a 2001, you know, and I did that. So I got a 01, not a Porsche, but a Beamer. Oh. I kept it in the German family, but. So it's very important for you to have a very nice car. Uh. I guess, yeah. Your dream car's a Porsche, right? So yep. I don't have a Porsche here, but I have a F20. Is oh, snap. What is this? This is... Um, it's a coupe, though. It's good. It's a it's a sports car. It's a sports car craft. So you can actually build... I can watch you build a car using your engineering skills. This and look uh, it does look difficult, doesn't it? Might, All the directions are in uh, we might, Chinese. <laughs> I don't know. We might not get through it all, but let's crack it open. Ralphie, what do you think about that? So, is it just a guy thing that all guys like love cars, or? Yes, yes. We're we're. It's one of the things that's left for us. It's expected. It's like boys' cars. Motorcycles, boys. Is it expected or is it just something that comes naturally? Because, I mean, I have cars as toys for both of our kids. Right. And August is just more drawn to it than April. Yeah. And, vi- and It's the sh- aggression. You know, we, he, August doesn't know that when the gas goes in, there's all these explosions. And that's what drives the piston up, okay, to create momentum and energy. 
All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he does know it's fast, it's bad, it's big, and uh, it sounds cool. You right. Know, I mean, I a, know all those things like, it's too. Like but riding it's... a horse. You know, when you when you're on a horse, there's a sense of this is a powerful animal. But you also hear the noise. It's the same. Boom, 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 boom. You know, it's the same innate thing. You know, it strikes the same chord. But guys love it, man. You know, we we've that you're free. You have transportation. You can go anywhere. You know, we we want freedom and movability and uh, the aggression. You know, well, women want that too. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of women who are obsessed with cars as well, but it's not as stereotypical. You no, know? no, no. And I think it it has to come with with. Um, the environment that the person's raised in, you know, I think our society, you know, we give boys cars and we, you know, they, they see big, strong men, you know, that are dirty adults, you know, as mechanics, they're like this, this that guy's, that's a man, you know, you, you kind of identify with that. I don't know. It starts so young. So young. So I don't know if it's an identification or just sort of like a, it's a subtlety. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but but they, does, do most guys sort of have a car that they associate from their childhood that they want to bring back as an adult, or, or do they mean, just want the newest thing? Because for me, what we've talked about in the past about getting an old car and re- rehabbing it, uh-huh. I always say the same thing. What do I say? I want... A new car. I want I want air to blow on my pussy. Right. Cold and yeah. hot. Cold because and that's hot what air. you get with a new car. Old cars... They just, don't blow air on your no, pussy. No, and they're just sweaty pussy. Like they're just like ew. Ooh, I kind of like that though. No, because of vinyl seats and I'm they, your thighs. I put salt in my watermelon. Stick to that. I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid. I want a new car because it comes with the, those I things. I want a new car. Yeah, you know, I'm never gonna go. Yeah, I want that old thing. I mean, I think they look beautiful, but I just you know go. The out. style, man. The styling is so fucking cooler than today. You know. You think? Without a doubt, man. These, these, they all look the fucking same. Today. A Nishan, Smishan, fucking Hyundai, go fuck yourself. They're all boring. Right. There's, There's not as much cool variation. There's looking cars now. They all look the same. Huh. You know? There, there's a... Oh, no, that Tesla is beautiful. Yeah, there's. I said there's a very few cars. Yeah. You know? Elon Musk's styling on that car is in- fucking incredible. You know? You the don't Camaro. want a smart car? No, no, I don't think those are smart at all. I think those little fuckers are gonna kill people. Well, of course, so you, like they're he, death can't. traps. Hey, ride this Starbucks coffee around, okay? Right. Well, yeah, yeah you're in you a can't. fucking Starbucks coffee cup. Not even a fucking venting, Nick. You're over there. You're rocking this That's, fucking. You're driving around in a goddamn Grande. It's a motorcycle. Okay. It's like an encased motor. You know, it's, it's not a shittier safe. motorcycle because right. it's not even. It's not even maneuverable. Right. I mean, you can't even go between other cars and shit in it. So why even have that piece of shit? You know, that wouldn't drinking, stop a bird shit. Now right. you could get totaled by bird shit. You know, <laughs> you parked underneath a fucking uh, electricity wire, you're fucked. Or a tree in a parking lot, you come back and your car's been totaled by like four bird shits. Okay, <laughs> those cars aren't smart at all. Smart car drinking your smart water on your smartphone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then like, you get hit then by a, a big dumb SUV. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I was smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was a smart corpse. Yeah, good for you, dumb fuck. You fucking limp. That's what people are going to call you, limpy, hop along, yeah, um, uh, uh, crutchy, uh, All right. long john. Let's go back okay. to Byron. Okay. <laughs> Only got one X. Really? Yeah. 
soccer player. Like one ex, like one that you've only been in one serious relationship. Yeah, I mean, I w- it went to ma- I made it to the Super Bowl. It went to marriage. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, so when you say ex, you mean ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, ex-everything? Yeah, ex-everything. Really? Yeah. So was she like your high school sweetheart? College. College sweetheart. Yeah. So you guys got married out of college. You were you were slated to be an engineer. Yep. She sat in front of me in um, math, I think. She was my math tutor. Was it was she your tutor because you needed help with math or that you because no like, I needed oh, help with math. Hot. Like I knew the guy. I knew the guy. Uh, she was sleeping with. You know what I mean? She was sleeping with this guy I knew. Uh, at the time. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't no thing. And then I don't know what happened with that. And then somehow we uh. You took that. <laughs> I don't think I took it, but I don't know. I didn't know what was going on apparently because I wasn't good at relationships. <laughs> That was my first one, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I didn't first, date in high school. First relationship, so she's your first everything. Uh, no, my babysitter was some of my first. Your babysitter? Yeah, when I was like 10 or 11. You, lo- you lost your virginity to your babysitter? I lost some of everything to my babysitter. What do you mean? I lost like, you know, the... How old were, how old were you? I had to be like 10 or 11, you know what I mean? That age. That age when you're ready to be taught. <laughs> 10 or 11 years old, you lost your virginity to your babysitter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's the age. You know, a lot of people lose it, lose it at that age. Um, no. Yeah? No. To yeah. their babysitter? Or unless like attract like, you just run into people who, uh, Have who lost had the situation. You know what I mean? My grandfather, his was like that too. Who's your babysitter? Was she like, was she a hot babysitter? Was she like, like an old ass? At the time, it was was young. She probably like fifteen. You know the teenage. Oh, so you guys were close in age. She's like fifteen. Yeah, she was at the age where she was like, she had to be hot in the pants. You know what I mean? I am. I think I was just preparing her for high school. How long did that go on with your babysitter? Were you just so happy every time your parents were going out for the night? I think the first couple times. The first time was shocked because she put my dick in her mouth. Oh my gosh! Like how that happened? That's what I said. How did it happen? In the back room at my grandma's house, and it went down. I never forget. Every time I go to visit grandma, I'll be like, "That's the room. That's the room." So wait, you, what? What are you doing? You're like playing with toys or something? Because you're, you're I don't remember so nothing young. Before then. I just remember. <laughs> you know. That's like kind of a uh, raping you situation. Yeah, but it's been worse rapes. Right, right. From Lifetime, you know what I mean? So mine yeah. wasn't as bad. <laughs> but it wasn't really, I don't know. It happened a couple times. Because, yeah. With her or with other babysitters? With okay, I was going to say, you have got some good babysitters. But it's weird. It's weird how life works out, you know what I mean? Well, how so? Have you seen her? Well, because I, I, I've been involved with a lot of older women. You know, you see now I see how it affects you as an adult. And, like, it's like a lot of older women or women of authority. Is it what you're into? I don't know. It just attract. You just attract that. You know what I mean? Like school teachers and. You did your teacher? No, not mine. Oh, but somebody's teacher. Somebody's teacher. Yeah. Your tutor. Yeah. Well, yes, she's your tutor. Oh yeah, my ex was my teacher, huh? Yeah. Damn. You're so vague in everything that you say. It's so funny because you're like you'll be saying something and then you'll be like, yeah, my first, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, it's so sweet. Like you just met. Your college girlfriend, and you're like this innocent kid, and you got married, and it didn't work out. That, and you're like, yeah, except I fucked my babysitter when I was 11. I'm like, oh, that's well, I grew up around six. I grew up around six. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like when I was like four or five, I knew what was going on because I lived with my dad for the first six years. He was a single man. That's all he did was have sex with women. You know what I mean? But so like it was like very open in your household or what? Like No, I wasn't a household. Like my mom and dad was never married. I don't have no recollection of them together, but I seen it on the picture. Okay. <laughs> you know, and the first, I remember seeing it on the picture my eyes got watery like, oh man, this is real. This they had something real. But yeah, my dad didn't believe in turning down pussy. That's his thing to this day you know what i mean right uh so um yeah and then i went to live with my mom when i was like six so wait you lived with your dad from one until almost six and so and then you got to see him just have a lot of different women come in and yeah. out of the home and did, i saw him have you, sex a little bit you got to witness him yeah because like, he didn't want me happen? to be gay you know he said he didn't want me to be gay so he'd show you he would put a, it was a mirror like outside my room that Reflected in his room. So he wanted you to watch him having he's sex. He's seen it. He's like, yeah, you wanted the experience, and he wanted me to grow up gay. You know, it's an old way of thinking. You know what I mean? No, this is and wait. Okay, so he put a mirror in his in your room so that you could. No, it was like it was outside. You know how you got a, r- r- two rooms side by side and some mirror outside that mm-hmm. could reflect and you could see inside. So he could actually be having sex with somebody, look back in the mirror and see his kid watching him having sex, making sure that you're watching and you're learning. Yeah, he could. Wow. Holy shit. We went from cars to all different levels of fuck up Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in like fucking zero to 60 in like 2.3. Like a Porsche. Yeah, like a Porsche. Yes. Yeah, fucking off the fucking rail time. Right. You, no, this what... interview is insane. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, we're in the park, and yeah. he just starts talking. Like, I'm not, you, you, you know, you, you hear somebody say something, and you want to not put judgment or whatever but when you hear that you're like what the fuck dude like so far you've had two things happen to you that were so fucked up and sad sexually like okay i'd imagine indigenous humans have sex in their hut and their kids i don't know how that works but this was like your dad is somehow almost getting off to like having you watch i i don't know i don't know i was like or maybe there just happened to be a mirror there and he thought it was there for him i don't know like i just it was just too much to wrap my mind around i don't know what you think but i was just like jesus i i gotta be honest with you i believe every fucking word this guy's saying well i'm not not believing him but a child's memory can be different no 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 i believe every fucking thing he's saying yeah so the dad is just like I was raised, I'm going to blow your fucking minds here, but growing up in the South, I saw stuff like, you know, if you, if, growing up in the South and then as an adult, uh, going around the world and seeing certain things and um, like, um, you know, meeting uh, meeting different types of uh of uh, black people other than American black people. There's a, there's a damage that's been inflicted upon the black community that has ramifications today. You know, um, around the world, non-slave families of black people, um, like majority of Africans, don't beat the shit out of their kids. They don't beat the shit out of their kids. You know, there's been a lot of... Uh, of uh, whipping stories in the in the news with uh you know uh, last year's NFL Adrian Peterson you know that whole thing and uh uh-huh. with with all of that um 
there's there's been a lot of talk of systemic abuse that was handed it was inflicted and and impacted on the black culture by white people slave owners beating their slaves yeah oh my god you know a casual hey uh you fuck everything um make babies no you don't have to be responsible for keeping them we'll ship you around we'll move you like cattle okay um if you make a mistake you get whipped you know whippings you know get a switch you know you mean taking uh, a a male slave and and having him yell and you know fight and abuse you know it's like before before they came here before they were abused there was never and people go oh it's been 160 years it's only been two generations since slavery three generations that's not enough time if you if you live to be 80 years old it was only 140 years ago you know so that's really only two generations of of separation for the black community in this nation from slavery that they haven't had enough time to work out hey you don't have to beat the fuck out of your kid you don't have to teach him to be gay you don't have to or, or teach him not to be gay um you don't have to um you know, a, a man can be a man by just being a husband and loving his children and stuff like that. You know, it hasn't had enough time to reach. So that's why in the black community that it it's now and it's no it's no excuse for individual actions. You know, I mean, well, you still you should know, know better. What you know, I mean, things that happen right. when you're a child, but you they all to... affect you. Yes, they all. It's still the ramifications are still there. I think Byron is a perfect example of of what generational slavery does you know i mean you know like um example you know all these little these women that have been abducted you know whether it's for a year or um or or longer when they come out they are put in deep intensive slavery i mean in uh, therapy and they are uh they're medicated and they are uh, rehabbed and and try to get mental rehabilitation for them to change them from the scars of that. Black people were in slavery for four hundred years, okay, and 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 then they would just said, "All right, go," with no education, with no with no knowledge of how to act. Of of never been never known that well, you, you don't tend even know to who repeat you are. things that happened to you when you were a child. Right. Your own kids. And you got to be so careful because it it always comes out. Yeah. So like it is something to inter- It's an interesting perspective that. Yeah, and then and then after after Civil War, the crazy thing was is that in the South, black people were never thought of as thieves. They were never thought of as criminals. There was never any activity as that. You know, they well, living uh, through the, war is extremely violent. Exactly, and awful. but it's like these. They after war, uh, after the Civil War, um, during Reconstruction, to get the labor, they use this thing called peonage, P E O N, like peon, peonage. What they do is they arrest a guy for nothing, literally walking on a fucking street, standing at a bus stop, is loitering. Okay. They would snatch him up and say, you owe us $50 fine, okay? And when he couldn't pay, he was took to the prison camp, and then before he could even get checked in, was sold off to a farmer, and the farmer would pay for his thing, but he'd have to work for him for two years. So, Well, the prisons 50- are still littered with African-Americans, like crazy. It's, it, that's exactly it what it is. It's not over. It was... It was 
that's exactly what happened is that white people immediately started arresting people and you start a culture of incarceration right it is reciprocal and and it went from it went from slavery incarceration to um a bullshit crime incarceration which built this whole thing of of a black as a criminal and um that that this whole like the dumb prejudice people have white people have towards black people was never there that's why you know I always tell you and you always say this back to me white people steal okay <laughs> you know lock your doors white people steal they'll fucking come right in <laughs> worst all right, but I think I believe every word this kid's saying. Oh, that. I'm I wouldn't. And, and I'd just what? be interested to hear. I think that hear... there's a lot of mental illness in the. Uh, I think his dad's fucked up. All right, oh, well, but I think so. we'll get to that too. Yeah, but, but I think there's a lot of undiagnosed mental illness in the black community. Well, that's that's, that's not co- that's, that's not uh, uh, that that in, impacts that community every generation. Let's get back to Byron Bowers. You are, this is so fucked up. I can't even, like, that's crazy. Oh, well. That is some insane shit. So you're like, your early memories is of your dad boning different women. Women, oh, my dad, yeah. Women and, and, and uh, he would will, he will work. He did, he was doing pretty good for himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, wow. But, yeah. He's just this fly young dude. You know what I mean? He's in, in his Where's 30s. he now? Has he ever oh, settled down or is he he's, still? He's, uh, he's uh, mentally... Uh, He's paranoid schizophrenic. I just went to see him. It was intense. It was intense. I don't know if you ever sold drugs before, but it was like a drug deal. Going to see him it was? Yeah. Or, how so? Because he's paranoid. Like, you can't you can't move your hands fast. Like, he's, like, got to be, like, 6'1", six, 6'2", six, big dude. And uh, he thinks you're trying to kill him. So, uh yeah, it was intense, man. Like so we he's had to in back an institution. No, nah, they want to take him to an institution, but he's not there yet. Where is he now? He's in his apartment, just probably right now playing Elton John. How and wh- how is he surviving? Like, what is he? He get money from the government. He's in the navy. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, so that didn't just happen recently. Like your dad's always been a. Uh, apparently, yeah. I didn't know that, well, but I understand now. Like this is the person that was giving you advice about. How Maybe he wanted that people. mirror up so he could see what you were doing while he was having sex to make sure that nothing was out, like out of order. Or maybe there was another reason for that. But I, I don't know. But he was cool then until like my teenage years. Do you think it's cool to have your kid watch you bang another one? I wouldn't. I'd be embarrassed because my yeah. stroke ain't like <laughs> what it used to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't let it happen to me. It's just sex is just weird. Well, you're more embarrassed about the fact that you might be uncoordinated at your stroke than... Yeah, I don't want <laughs> him to pick that up. You don't want your kid to pick that up. You know what I mean? Do you think your life could have gone down like a really dark, different path? Like at that point, you're... <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to see where it's going to go. But uh, yeah, I do, I do think it could have went somewhere. But I think it could have been totally different also. You know? Like, I, I do think I'm intelligent enough to be maybe at a higher level, you know. Uh, like, I could be, like, an executive at J.P. Morgan or something, but I just wasn't in the right situations, you know what I mean? But I've, 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 I've been intelligent enough to make it out of situations. You know, I'm still out of a situation. Because I'm, like, I was the first to graduate in my family from college. Well, how does your family view that? I mean, you got a degree in college, and then now you're doing this. Oh, they don't like it at all. I think this last year my mom really kicked in and was like, oh, okay. Because like, you're doing great. I don't know if I'm doing great. 
but I want million dollar cars. Right. Uh, but I brought <laughs> my mom. My brought my mom here this year and took her to her first Italian restaurant official, and uh, I think that's when it hit her like how real this is. Because I remember getting a call from from Montreal to go to Just for Laughs, and an hour later my mom called and was like, "You going You should go back to school and all that." You know what I mean? But that's that's my life. It's something good and something bad just evens it out. Well, so you said that she came out here and you took her to her first Italian, like, you mean? Her first, like, official Italian restaurant. What does that mean? She's never, she had never been to a real Italian restaurant No, I before. think the Olive Garden, maybe, was that, that was it. But it was me and my wow. manager, and when she said, this is my first Italian restaurant, we looked at each other, and I felt bad. I felt like Alan Iverson did when he said he was in Georgia Tech, and um, his mom and him still lived in the projects, and he was in these big, luxurious dorm rooms and getting taken care of. Uh, it puts stuff in perspective, you know, because I still got a couple friends that ain't doing well and a couple people that's not legally uh, where they should be, you know. Like incarcerated or? No, they just oh. making money. They making money, but it's oh. not, you know, whatever. So I still have those things going on in my head. But you want to help them out? I do, but, you know, if if I've been doing something, and this is whatever, if you've been in a business for 10 years, and you've had success in that business, and then people want to come and join on your bandwagon who ain't been doing shit for 10 years, they don't even know how to maneuver. Uh, it's a learning curve, and they, they might not have that learning curve because they've been doing whatever, you know, waiting on a handout. And I can't say I was that. I used to be that guy, you know, because I grew up from somebody who always played the victim. But once I realized I ain't shit free and that, oh, it's me playing the victim card, then I just got, I got my ass up. You know what I mean? And and my education, part of my education did that, being educated by the white man. This is what I call a Republican education because you see things from a different perspective now. Why do you think it is that you got to be plucked out of your environment and put into, you said you got bust into a school. Is that was just luck or what? I think it's like, I think it's like with the, like the outliers book, you know, just like being at the right place at the right time. Because before then I was just, they, I probably would have been put on medication if I grew up today, but I was at these black schools, and when you when you have a, a problem with authority, you know, they tend to just make you leave. And I end up going to like a half mixed school, and I tested out of my class strong in in uh, English and math. There's somebody in your life who said this kid is smart yeah. and needs to be helped out. There was somebody. There's a bunch of people in my life. Right. There's a bunch all up. You know what I mean? You know, it's like the power of the mind. Like, you can change yeah. your life if you just change your change mind. Change your way of thinking. Like, realizing, it's so like, hard to do that, though. So few people are able to do that. That's right? why I say I'm fortunate enough to travel socioeconomically through different systems to realize these people think a certain way. Like, me being bused to a school uh, area that I'm like, man, this is a, it made it, me realize this is obtainable. You know, yeah. look how big these houses are. Like, I'm touching their grass. Like, I'm literally, like, touching their grass and doing, touching their trees and shit like that. Walking by their cars, putting my hand on their cars. Like, this shit is obtainable right here. It Was that part of it, too, for your your passion for wanting a super hot car? Is because you're, like, this poor little kid coming into this affluent area looking at these cars going, I fucking want one of those, like, as almost like affirmation? Uh, I, I don't know. I think that had something to do with it. And realizing, like, yo, my dad had, I just realized my dad had coupes, too. I only drove, drive coupes. I only driven a coupe, you know? Um, that and like, um, I remember the first time I found out my dad smoked crack, he took me to the crack house with him and, uh, 
I remember walking outside to the projects where my little cousin died. He died in those, he drowned to death at four. And I walked to those projects because it was right across the street and picking up a basketball and uh, just started shooting ball. And I wasn't even that good. And then uh, it hit me like, man, I got to get, get out of here. Like, it's up to me. Because my, my dad was doing better than my mom, you know what I mean, financially. But then that ended. But then I was like, man, it's up to me to get out of here, you know. Wow. And I don't know a, how. How old were you when you had that epiphany? I was like 15, you know. A young boy. Yeah, I was like 15 because this was before, like, the deaths happened. You know, it's how, you know, at certain ages, the death people started dying, like, for, like, grandfathers and people who was important, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it hit me then. And I remember, like, my dad drove by. He said he was going to be in the crack house, but I guess he drove by and went to go borrow some money. So I remember him. We were supposed to go to the movies and eat dinner because I was just going to visit him. My mom sent me down to visit him. And I remember him just driving by in his car. Like, he just was sneaking by. And I was like, this shit is crazy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He is so fucking right, Jack. He is so right. And that is not just a black experience, Jack. That is a poor experience. You know, there is still racism in this country. But there is a class system. Whether you're white or black, where I grew up, we were all broke, Jack. Okay? You, uh... I used to go to my friend Aaron's house, Aaron McKelvey, and I was the lowest rent friend that he had that would come over to his house. Everybody else was from good families, you know, two-parent families. I was the only one from a single mom, okay? I was the only one who lived, was white trashy, okay? You know, and I would be clean, okay? I just didn't have much, you know what I mean? So I wasn't, like, dirty, but... Going to his house, walking in his house, uh, it, it was a three-story uh, house on top of a uh, a bluff that overlooked the whole city. It was gorgeous, yeah, yeah. And it took it took until I was, you know, thirty-six. I got me a house on the hill too, Jack. It is attainable. From a little house in Arkansas that I didn't have anything, okay, and now. You live up in the hills, in the Hollywood Hills. It's the same exact thing. You know, there's, this was achieved because I walked past and I saw that it was possible. Like, if, I, if you don't know it's out there, you'll never try for it. You know, if you don't see a, a, a perfect home and a perfect relationship and people living without screaming at each other and stuff like that, you don't know how to act. If you've never seen that, you don't know what daddy coming home every day is. And paying some bills and shit like that. You don't know what, you know, hey, go out with your dad and chop wood feels like. You know, go go mow the yard of your big-ass nice house and make your beautiful house look pretty. And you never recognize the fact that one day you will have your awesome GTO. High five, High Ralphie five. May. Good GTO for you. and house is making dreams happen. This is awesome. For, I'm telling you, it's make a wish for little white trash fat kids, Jack. One fat kid at a time. There you go. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Byron, we wish you the best. Love you. You're awesome. You're going to get that fancy car. Can't wait to ride in it. Amen. By the way, get out there. Follow Byron. Find his stuff. Get your mind blown. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends. And, well, you get the idea. Subscribe.
visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.